Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown, Brandy Brown from Brandy Brown Town. Uh, the 14th reason, the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And I'm joined to you through the wonders of the interweb by the oh-so-glorious one, Mr. Nathan Custerson himself. Nathan, how you doing, mate? You sound amazing. I'm assuming you look amazing. What are you wearing, actually? I'm actually wearing the Gloom shirt that I bought from... The, the old COVID festival, Nick, that we went to over New Year's, you know. Yeah. I, I went and got that pink gloom top, and the rodent looks fabulous in pink. So I thought that I'd look fabulous in pink, too. I got I got a confession to make, Nathan. Uh, oh, I, no. I spoke to the uh, Mr. Thick, uh, Paul from the gloom, the corner the other night. Oh, God. And he was telling, like, we're just chatting about some stuff. And then he mentioned, he's like, hey, um, do you actually, because, like, we've been talking about a few bands, and we kind of, we got a pretty good grasp about where bands are from. But yes. I've, I've, I think I've fucked up a, a location of where a band's from because for the past oh, no. year, I've been oh, saying no. Relica are a Perth band. And apparently oh, they're from fucking Sydney. Queensland? <laughs> no, nah, they're, oh, they're Sydney. Sydney. And, Paul, and Paul was telling me that he thought I knew about it. And it was just like this on-running joke. I had no, oh, no. clue. I just, I just, I think it's just a weird connection I make. Prog band equals Perth. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, I'm, Carnival's from Perth. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that really matters. Is there any, the is there, world. can we name another one? Is there one more Ooh. prog band from from Perth, or is Cog from yeah, Perth? Not. No, I, I think Cog's from Sydney. Oh, well. fuck. Actually, maybe, Sydney, maybe Sydney Bible's are the prog the capital. Oh, maybe they are. Like, Northland <laughs> were kind of a prog band for a while, weren't they? So... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll wear that. I'll wear that with Relica I'm as fuck, well. I'm not happy we at suck. all. I'm not, yeah, no, we no, suck. We're terrible. But from now on, Relica is still going to be a Perth fan. I'm not changing that at all. They're Nick. all forever a Perth fan to me. Well, they were robbed for the 100. I don't know where they came. Was it 11? 11, like, seriously. Yeah. Absolute robbery there for the um the hundred relica. What a band! But Nick, yes, they jumped on the the um the Die Art show in Brisbane, Woo! and what a fucking what a gig <laughs> that was by, oh, the, yeah. by the, <laughs> the videos I've seen. My God, that, that was the other thing Paul was saying. Like for them to have gotten uh, to drive to drive over from Perth to Queensland, it was oh, like God. I can't remember. Oh. I swear it was like one hundred and six hours. Was that, what was that uh, movie with James Franco in it? 127 <laughs> hours. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure that's based on Relica Stuck driving driving from Perth to Brisbane. <laughs> but apparently they're just from oh, Sydney, so it's not as it's not as impressive anymore. No, it would have been the Bart and Lisa, are we there yet? That's what I would have been doing the whole way. I would have been pouting my fucking arms the whole way. I don't know how they did it. That's a big drive. That's literally, that's the that's probably the furthest drive you could make from Perth to actual Queensland if they did that. I know they didn't have to because they're not from Perth. Still, in our minds, they were. That's what makes, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's not as impressive anymore, is it? I don't like the band no, as Sydney much. Sydney doesn't sound that good, Nick. Uh, like a I'm literally I all I just want to go to full tilt so we can talk to Relica. Like I or is it Re- Relica? Oh. Relica? I'm calling him Relica. Relica. Fuck it. I, I call him Relica. I like Relica. Relica. Fuck it. We're calling yeah, him that now. But yeah. like so today's episode was supposed to be a, a Unify preview. Uh, it was supposed yes. to be kind of all the do's and don'ts for Unify, what to expect for the new guys, um, bands to check out, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. There's, there's a host of things to talk about, but unfortunately. Uh, due to COVID and everything that's going on and uh, the, the no dance floor situation and all that shit, uh, Unify's been postponed. So I think it's March the 10th, I believe. I don't know. I just kind of made up a date there. I think that's about right. Um, March the 10th. It's not, oh, I like it. It's not, a, it's not ideal, but you know, maybe giving another two months might not be the worst thing in the world. I don't think so either, Nick. I'm actually, I'm all for it. So yeah, the 10th of March till the 13th of March is the, the correct dates for you there. So I actually, I don't mind it. Like, I actually think it might work to our favor a little bit. I know a few people are a bit bummed because we know Alpha Wolf are going to be going to America at that stage. So we lose yeah. we lose them off the lineup. But I actually have a little theory myself. I reckon, Nick, that we might actually get a few more bands. So yeah, absolutely. If we, got, if, we got, if we got gigs canceled the next couple of months, I reckon you might add a few more bands to the lineup. So we might lose one band but gain three or four. So yeah. I think Unify could use that to their advantage if they're smart. I'm not saying they're not smart, but who knows what the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> but like, that's my theory. Like, that's what's trying. That's what's getting me through. So I, I, I'm not bummed. I'm a little bit disappointed, but I wasn't going to be able to go on the Thursday night, and I will now. So yeah. I'm happy with that. The Elf, the Elf Wolf Festival curse continues. Um, they did play. Does, they did play last night in Brisbane, and the show looked fucking insane. Like, uh, unbelievable. Shout out to them because 
guy like one of the hardest working bands, if not the hardest working band in the scene, are Elf Wolf and mm. Void of Vision pop up for a fucking surprise fifteen minute set. Oh, what a cool, co- what a cool concept! Did like, a yeah, oh Bobak did a feature. Like, I love that. That's like so. I, I tweeted this. I said it's got like that's mad Coachella vibes when like someone just it randomly is. will come out and just do a little bit of a set. Kanye rocked up at Rolling Loud the other week and just did t- like five songs and then went home. It's like that. I don't know. I just love that. I've, I want more of that. I want more random bands to perform. Tell Kanye to stop yelling at Pete Davidson. What's he done to him? Come on, Nick. Pete Davidson's a scrawny little bitch. I'll beat the shit out of him too. <laughs> Team Kanye yeah, till I die. <laughs> Nick, go through the lineup of the people that he's dated. And it's just... It's just... Yeah, come on, talk to me. Kanye's a beautiful man, and there's no, he's, a, he's the songbird of our generation and the, the greatest artist of all time, Nathan. There's nothing else you can oh, say about it. Exactly. Kanye is, but Pete Davidson's not. No, nah, he's, he's the biggest bitch of our generation, and for some That's reason, I mean, people like him. I, I don't get it. Ariana Grande, now KK. I just don't get it, Nick. This doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I don't like Fuck it. Fuck him. But I'm it, off him. That being said, Nath, uh, w- w- so what we're going to do is a substitute for you know talking about Unified. We kind of want to keep it Unified-based. So what we're going to do, we're going to rank every Unify lineup from worst to best. And I want to kind of like preface this with like, I'm personally for me, and Nafe, you might be a little bit different here. I, I set a couple of little rules just for myself. One was I never wanted to include the Thursday nights. I just didn't. I thought it was a bit unfair to the first couple of Unifies, which were the... Uh, I haven't either. That's worked out. Fantastic. Good. And I also, like, I tried as hard as I can. And, you know, I, I do... I'm going to break these rules. I know for a fact I will. I tried as hard as I can not to take too much of into consideration the actual sets and the, the, fu- the time that I had at the festival, mainly because this year's festival hasn't happened yet. So that's at a significant no. disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, I actually... I, I have that second like on my worst list but yeah correct it's it's a tough one it's a very tough one to actually rank like you say so we we've yeah, had mate, we've had start or? yeah i'll start absolutely i'll start we'll start at number seven and we'll work our way we'll go our way through knife um look there's yeah. been yeah seven lineups so far obviously 2021 didn't happen so you know can't really count that one but Not my my least favorite lineup is funny enough the only one i haven't been to um call it bias all you want i don't give a shit but no the 2016 lineup the second annual unify to me has always been the one it's always it's almost like the black sheep um in the family in the sense that it's like it felt like a bit of an in-between year you know the first year was such a cool concept and they they added international bands the second year but they didn't commit too hard to it they still only were running with the one day concept and i don't know like when i i was in europe at the time when this festival happened and really the only band that i still remember thinking damn i wish i could have seen them was stray stray from the path played it was a great time to see stray that was off subliminal criminals which is an amazing album and other than that like you know they were kind of the only ones now who you got at number seven Oh, I'm going the first one, Nick. The first one, it was the greatest festival to be at. I think lineup-wise, that's probably for me the weakest. Like that's you, you huge. look, I always look at the bottom end, Nick. The bottom yep. end of Unifies where uh, the the meat and potatoes bands down the bottom that eventually come up to the top. Like that year was good, it was decent. Like you got Hallians like on the third row down the bottom, but like stories, we didn't probably appreciate that set. At yeah, the time. absolutely, like, I, I didn't we didn't. Really... <laughs> I didn't really know enough about him at that stage, but like at the top, Amity was great that year. That was off the bloody Let the Ocean Take Me run still. North Lane was sick with Marcus, first time in Australia. But around that, Viat was good in Arts Wake, but like around that, I don't think the lineup depth was there. I, I was with you, but I've got the um the 2016 one. Equal with this year's one, I've got that as my second worst. So I wasn't too far off you. Absolutely. And it's funny because like the cool thing about Unify is looking at like the time period of how we were enjoying bands. I look at the 2016. Um, to go here because that's your next one. And I look at like Ocean Grove and like I was a big fan of them, but Stories, Stories had released The Youth to Become by 2016, but I wasn't oh, really, yeah. I, we weren't really that into it. Void of Vision weren't the band that they are today. They were still wearing fucking baseball jerseys and looking like they the were. baseball furies from the Warriors. So like we they didn't were. really care about them. And, and <laughs> so like it does come down to a lot of it like, and even like make them, I think make them suffer on this lineup as well. And it's like, yeah, it felt they weren't the band that I love today. They were a little bit below what that what I thought of them. Like, and so yeah, it, a lot of it is timing, and it is, it is a good point to bring out. My second le- uh, least favorite is 
also, well, this year, this year's one that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's a really yeah, tough just... one to rank, obviously. I know, all the same. <laughs> uh, it has some really good things about it. I think the local lineup's pretty strong. Um, I think the fact that you can get Alpha Wolf, Starv, Bloom on the on there, I think those are three acts that haven't played the festival yet, which is exciting for me. Naturally, being an all-Australian festival and being seven years into it, it's never going to feel as big as what the other ones were because, you know, you've got to look no. at the time period that it happened. And so exactly. it's, it's always a few points are going to be taken off. I still think this is a good lineup. I think every lineup's pretty good on this, uh, out of all these seven. There's not a bad lineup oh, on sure. the bunch. But if no. we're going to, we, we'll have to split hairs here. And there's just a few too many bands that I'm like, yeah, I don't really care for. And there's, there's not as many must see bands, I, is probably the best way I can describe it. Now, we're looking at it now, you actually you add it slowly, slowly to playing the, the festival for the first time, which has just been announced. That's a good get. I like Trophy Eyes playing Chemical Miracle in full. I, I think that's a really good get as well. But like you say, send a few bands out for can't see and that's obviously they're going to be replaced, but Bloom will be sick, Star will be sick. Like seeing Pride Lands off the light bands now, that'll be kind of cool. To Octavia, another band I'm excited to see. Yeah. Like Wax, Wax, I think, played in 2018 or 19. They were really good then, but they're yeah. playing high up. So it'd be cool to see bands like that. But I'm with you. Like, depth-wise, going back to an all-Australian lineup was always going to hurt it. But, yeah, so that's probably in the same spot for me. But just to defend, I'll, I'll defend 16 a little bit now. Yeah, absolutely. I look, I look at 2016, and I look where Trophy Eyes and Ocean Grove are on bill. And that year is the year they released Opera Oblivia and Chemical Miracle. So yeah. they p- both played a couple of those songs in the sets, and we didn't really know what we were getting at that stage. But they were cool. I, I remember seeing them, and I remember seeing Void at that stage and not really thinking a lot. Like you say, the yeah. baseball furious thing. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? But I remember that time, that night, straight from the park. I, I bought a stray shirt. I went and saw them in the pit. I ate shit in the pit. I got bumped <laughs> over. I got picked up by the man, Ricky McCallish, ex-Vedetta front man. Beautiful man. He absolutely saved my life. But... That was a stitch-up. I remember being really excited to see Neck Deep. They played Lost and I Had to Get You there on that run. They played on Sunday, which crucified their crowd. No one was there. Everyone was hungover. I felt really bad for them. If they had played on the Saturday, I would have had this one up a little bit higher because yeah. seeing Parkway in 2016, oh, no idea they were ever going to play a unified. And to see them at that festival on that little fucking stage, at that stage was amazing. And it's really like I will I will comment yeah. Winston had blonde hair during this period as well, which is oh, something that I oh. think you can take to the grave in saying that oh, you saw Winston <laughs> live with blonde hair. Daddy Winston was in full <laughs> fucking voice this stage, Nick. And then Arts Wake, I actually liked him at this stage. Yeah. This I think was coming off um it wasn't coming off Earthwalker, that was the first one. Sky Dancer. Unify that we saw, but this was Sky Dancer in twenty sixteen, so we had a good run with them, and Tonight Alive hadn't really done anything. They hadn't pissed me off at that stage. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to talk about that band that's been cancelled, but like even Dream on Dreamer, that stage I didn't hate as much. But yeah, yeah, we all get, we all got our different opinions, and like you weren't there. It's different. Like it's Absolutely. it is what it is, mate. And, and it's and it is cool. Like it is it is funny because like back then we were much more open to bands than we are now, I guess in the best way. Oh, God, like, yeah. like just seeing a live band, we were much easier to be, be impressed. We would just jump in the pit for the fuck of it. Like we were at that yep. stage, our bodies weren't as brittle as what they are now. No, so like no. now, like we might, you might mosh once at a festival. Whereas back then you'd mosh for every fucking band just because you could. Oh, and it, it was just, just to get, it was almost just to get your fucking daily exercise in. Nick, I was throwing down at Parkway at that stage. Like, <laughs> I, I, I look at the people that throw down now, and I just think you're all fuckwits. But, like, back then, that's what I was doing. I actually remember one of the highlights was Dale from Ocean Grove got his hair cut <laughs> on the stage, Nick. He shaved his fucking head. He had real long hair back then. I'm like, what is this? Who is, who is this band? I'm like, we'd already played with him. I'm like, yeah, okay, just play Backbone for me. Yeah. That'll, that'll make me happy. But, yeah, keep going. Absolutely. So I've, so I've got uh, 2016 at my number seven. I got 2022 at my number six. My number yep. five is 2020. Um, it's the one, you know, the Hurricane Katrina um, one, if you want to call it that. There is a lot of yep. good shit about this lineup. Um, the Ghost Inside yep. obviously was such a, an amazing get. Um, you know, getting bands like Stray and Knocked Loose and Kublai Khan was amazing as well. I really do think this lineup suffers from the locals. I don't think it really holds up. Um, like, I don't know. I look at the locals and it's hard because, you know, it's only happened a couple of years ago, but you look at like, are there any that are going to be headlining the festival in five years' time? 
And the answer's kind of no. I don't really see any of the ones down there that are going to like really be you know pushing those those top spots. There's a lot to like here. It's again, this is another festival that's handicapped so hard because of the hurricanes and the sorry the wind and the rain, and it pushed everything to the second day. So like we kind of were robbed of like the true unify experience. They what from what they had, like I have nothing but, you know, <laughs> absolute respect for them for getting it all done because that was a, that would have been absolute hell. I can only imagine the pandemonium backstage during that whole fucking thing. But yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's just a little bit of sour memories with the, with the rain kind of killing a lot of it, but it just doesn't, it's not as memorable. And I don't, I don't think there's as many memorable sets and the architect set just really put a sour taste in my mouth, honestly. Oh God. Yeah. Well, so I'm probably, I'm one ahead of you. So I went, yeah. So seven was 2016, then it was 2022 at six, five was 2016, which we just talked about. But yeah, my four was exactly the same 2020. I think it's very hard to like really place it with the what happened on the Friday, but strength wise of lineup, like I, I definitely, I agree. Like it was cool. The Friday, I guess architects, they got a set away, but they didn't really do much because it was a shitty set that we'd already seen six months previous. But Polaris, I remember they really stole the show on the Saturday before yeah. Ghost of the Side. I thought they were epic on that night. I, I still don't remember a lot from that Friday, mate, bands-wise. I remember seeing Dear Seattle in the tent. I remember DC was like the first band, I think, when we got back into the actual swing of things. Like, I don't remember a lot, dude, to be honest, on that Friday. To yeah. Be real. But like on the Saturday, I remember Kublai and the Knock Loose like as a one-two punch was pretty fucking crazy. So yeah. that, that, was, that, was, that was a lot of fun. But like you say, besides that, Sleep Talk had a new song that I remember to charge. Still haven't released it, the arsehole. <laughs> waiting for that. Um, but then like you say, seeing Void kind of near a nighttime slot was cool to see. But overall, dude, the lineup depth-wise wasn't great. But Texas and Ghost inside with Polaris up there, North Lane. Like, it was cool to see on paper, but, like, the actual end up and the what happened wasn't really that good. Yeah. I don't think it was a huge tick. But, yeah, it is what it is. We had fun. Like, oh, it was 2021 a, yeah. got cancelled and it was a great. There, but, it was a great but, yeah. time. And, like, it's something that, like, you know, as you said, there was a run on that on the Saturday where I'm pretty sure it was, like, as you say, Kublai, Knocked Loose, Void, Make Them and Suffer, stray. and Stray. And it's, like... Yeah. It was insane. Like the run of bands that we were getting was pretty, like probably a bet the best run that Unify's ever had of bands just running yeah. through. But yeah, yeah, like it was everything around it. And it was just, yeah, again, a lot of this lineup is kind of, it's almost, it's not even its own fault. It's just, this, it's just a nah. victim of the circumstances presented for 100%. it. 100%. But I want to move to my number four because yeah, I, I think it's a bit controversial. I don't know. Oh, it no. might not be. Uh, 2018 is my number four. Um, this one Ooh. is known as probably the best by most people it's, it's i'm pretty sure it's the highest selling it's the only one i remember really selling out once they started pushing the cap obviously Good the first God. the first year was uh three thousand, and i don't know what the cap was for this because every year the cap seems to uh modify depending on how many Change. they want to sell <laughs> like they, oh, but this is the year that parkway architects uh and the amity affliction all played uh, it was Polaris came in at a very good time. The Mortal Coil just came out a few months prior. Knock Loose played their first time. You also had bands like 50 Lions and that. But I don't know. I, I look back at this lineup and there's just something a bit... I don't think... Again, I a lot of it's the locals, man. I don't think the locals were picked very well. They had... I, I'm not saying this to bag out these bands, I swear to God. But like, you had bands like Arteries and bands like Save the Clock Tower. And I'm like, I don't even, I still don't know who the fuck these bands are. And like, have they done it? I feel like they all retired after this fucking set. Like, Sienna Skies played, it's like Mirrors played, but they weren't as good as what they are now. Uh, and then there's a lot of those bands that I call like the, I call them the nothing bands, the bands that I just will never see at these festivals, the Hands Like Houses, the Tonight Alive, it's just kind of those bands you just kind of chuck in there for the fuck of it, and it just seems like, I, I'm sure people enjoy it, but I've just never been a person who does, and yeah, I don't know, there's just something about this lineup that I think, I think it's overhyped, you know, behind behind Crimson Eyes are playing, and it's like, who the, I still don't, again, don't know who the fuck these bands are, Stick to Your Guns yeah. was a great pick as well, but like, yeah, there's... I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this lineup in particular. I don't disagree. I've got that at me. So, like, yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's near the other two at the top end for me. But, like you say, Decade of Horizons for Parkway was sick. I, I remember that set being awesome. Yeah. Architects playing before Parkway cool. was a huge highlight, like I thought. But, like I said, the bottom end, what you just said, I, I've got written here, the bottom end wasn't great. Like, local-wise on Reflection, the top end was pretty good. Like, I, I really enjoyed those top two bands. 
on the Friday night. I thought Amity was still playing like bangers at that stage. Stick to your guns were really cool. Like cool. Four Year Strong was a good appeal to the pop punk market. Hallions played a cool set. Make them suffer. Being as an ocean were cool. We saw Being as an ocean and Polaris play the night before. Yeah. At fucking the the next venue, which didn't really ruin their set for me, but it d- didn't make it as much seat at the festival. Yeah, I don't think I saw their set. But um, like you say, like on the lower end, like. A lot of bands we like now, but like Void of Vision, Dear Seattle, Polaris, Knock Loose was probably the most memorable set of the whole lineup for me. I remember when they played, the whole, just everyone was there, had their eyes fixated on Brian Garris, and he just was a madman. And like you say, besides that though, like (laughs) with confidence, another band, I got no idea behind Crimson Eyes. Like 50 Lines is cool, it's Winston's brother, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I didn't watch them, Nick. I don't really care. (laughs) Bellhaven. Sienna Skies, like, uh, who really cares? On the Saturday, we're never going to watch the early bands really anyway, but Arteries and, say, the Clock Tower, like, they aren't really making me get up. Introvert were kind of cool. I remember that. Outright hardcore band, they were sick. But then, like you say, the Young Lions, the Romes of the world, like, that's even Knuckle Puck, like, they're an international band, but I'm not going to go see them, mate. Like, yeah. It all, it, it all felt like... It felt like the Friday was the only... Like, if I really... If you took out, like, the, the most memorable sets of, the, of Unify 2018... It was in no in no particular order, but it was Parkway, Architects, Knocked Loose, and Polaris, and they're all on the Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the, the Saturday, like I'm sure there were some good bands uh, who played, but and this is also the year that Amity, like everyone, fucking left Amity five songs in. We they, did. They, yeah, we it did. was fuck, like It was atrocious. Like one of the mm. worst sets in Unify history, and again, like. Yeah, it's it's like anything, like the the closing moments of a movie is the, the thing you remember the most because it's the most recent thing that happened and the fact that they were the last band, it, again, it, it kind of does put a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. And yeah, it's a tough one, man. Like it's such a, an iconic one because, you know, it's got, it's got those moments, but I think as a whole kind of collective of bands, I think it does fall a little bit short. But that leads you to your, what, top two and me to my top three. Yeah. I'll give you my third um, because yeah, I think we might have the same top two. Uh, yeah. The original is my third. I I love this lineup. And I think a lot of it has to do with just, yeah, it was the timing of it. It was the fact that it's hard to compare the first lineup to the fifth lineup because they were in such different stages. We didn't know what this festival was. We didn't know what the, yeah. the possibilities were for this. So for them to essentially get just about every, uh, all of the big bands on one bill for one day, it was just such a cool experience. And I know, again, I said I wasn't going to try and like take the experience into account, but it's hard not to because like everyone walked into that one just so wide-eyed and being like, "Wow, like this is really something. This is our festival." You know, three thousand people. It was all done on that little oval. You know, it's not the big juggernaut that it is today, but there was something so. I don't know, something so lovely about it being so small. Like you look back at those early unified days with such fondness, the same way that I'm sure you look back at the 2016 lineup. Like it was just a different time as much as I love the international bands and I love the extra days and all that. It's just, sometimes you look back at that first, those first couple and go, wow, like this was, this was it. This was the coolest one. Um, you know, Amity, Amity, Northlane with Marcus, In Hearts Wake and Die Artist Murder. Those are four of the big five bands in, a, in heavy music in Australia at that time and probably still today besides Polaris being added. And then they got the other one, Parkway, the, the following year. D's Nuts played, Hand of Mercy played, Antag, Hallions. I fucking popped my shoulder out during Hallions, Nathan. I don't know if you fucking remember Hallions. this. <laughs> Fuck you, Hallions. Uh, I even enjoyed Barrett and Verona. I know people fucking hate them, but I fucking love, I, I was a big fan of them. Uh, yeah, and bands like Break Even. I just think like for the time it was, I just had a really, I don't know. Again, as, as I said with his 2016 lineup, back then we were so much more likely to enjoy bands because we were a bit more young and a bit more impressionable by just what was going on around us. If the crowd went nuts and all of a sudden we would automatically like the band. And that's cool. I have no issue with people who do that still. But like now we're a bit more judgmental because we've seen so many fucking live shows. This being the first, yep. just there is like that little special thing to me um, about this one. It's a, it was a cool lineup. And the fact that Electric Dynamite were the last band to play just makes me laugh so fucking much. I was one of the few people to watch their first two songs. <laughs> Before we, everyone left. Everyone went to bed. Before we um, talk about the final two, Nave, I want to just kind of something I noticed. And Electric Dynamite doesn't count in this fucking in this thing. Uh, there's been there's been six unifiers. This one, seventh one's coming up. In those six unifiers, we have only had three Australian bands close out a day. So we've had Amity close out twice. The first one yep. and the 2018. We've had Parkway in 2016 twice, yep. and 2018, and we've had Northlane once in 2017. And yep. I just like, 
I just want to talk about that. And I, I was really like the main takeaway I had when I was going through all these lineups was, man, this festival isn't going to be around in 10 years time. Like, I just don't think they've got the stock to be able to keep like, you know, rebooting and recycling these bands because besides like, besides Polaris, besides Trophy Eyes, Hallians to an extent, Ocean Grove are making ways, Thornhill are making ways, but like, we haven't really had those new headliners come through. And that kind yeah. of worries me because this scene to be, we can't replenish and do a yearly festival if we don't have new headliners. And I don't know if it's the fact that Unify haven't tried anything new or maybe they just don't think bands are ready. We've been talking about Trophy Eyes headlining for at least a year or two now, thinking that they're ready, ready for it. And they definitely will be after this new album, like whenever that comes out. But yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that hurts like Unify's future? That's to a degree. Uh, I definitely agree with that, mate. And like you say, you can't really have classic album people. Like, Hallians couldn't headline unless they were doing an Opera Oblivion set on the, the Friday night. Yeah. And even then, it wouldn't even feel like a headline set. So, like you say, yeah, it, it is going to be hard replenishing that set list each year with new bands and replenishing it, as you say. Because, like, I don't know, at, at the growth of bands these days doesn't feel like it's as rapid as it probably was five years ago. Like when Polaris released the Mortal Coil, we knew straight away they're going to be the biggest band in the scene one day. Yeah. But nowadays, all the bands that are releasing albums, like they're, they're not releasing bad albums, but they're not releasing wow albums that are going to blow them up, if that makes sense. So like Thornhill had the Dark Pool. It was really good. Are they a headliner yet? Maybe in three years, but I can't see them propelling straight up like Polaris have done. Like, and I hope they fucking do one day. I really yeah, do. But absolutely. are they going to, are they going to sell the 7,000 tickets that they want? I don't think so yet. And like, in Arts Wake, they still haven't headlined it. Technically, they've always been second on the bill a couple of times. Yeah. But I thought this would have been their year two, be one of those bands. And they didn't go there. They went for the safe, like Amity and Soho. Like, great picks. Like, they're going to be both great to watch on the, um, the the lineup. But it's very hard. And without the internationals, I don't see it really. Like, it's so hard. You can't have an all-Australian lineup every year. Nah. It's just not going to work in the long term. So you're going to rely on the internationals. And... Whether you get the right internationals, that's what's obviously like affected our like rankings. Like if you don't get the right internationals in the bill, it's not going to push the tickets, you know. So like the two years that we like the most clearly have they've had the best internationals, and I still think that's where it's going to lie, Nick. Like yeah. we, can, we love the locals, we love seeing them go up the bill eventually, but at the moment we're going to still rely on internationals. I think you mentioned something really interesting there, like the idea of how like Polaris became like such a big band almost like not overnight because obviously they worked hard as fuck for it but like it felt like over a few years they jumped up huge in terms of where they are in the bill and it's almost like there's so many bands releasing music now that everyone's kind of growing at a slower rate but everyone's growing together and then like kind of bands are dropping off at certain points because you know uh, no they're not as good or they're just they'll break up and that might be like stagnating some of the progress whereas like you know you get these, these bands like Thornhill as you say like I, I agree. I think Thornhill and an album or two's time are going to be up there. They've got a really fucking good slot at uh, at this unify. I think they're playing like third last. Like it's an insane yeah. slot. Um, like are they warranted of that? Uh, look, I think we have to watch their performance to work it out. I think on paper probably not, and it probably speaks to how it is a little bit of a weaker lineup. But it's still like you know it's going to be a really great moment for them, and that's kind of the point. Same with Alpha. Like Alpha had such a good slot. I'm so bummed that they're out of this at the moment mm. and. Yeah, like you, like internationals are definitely going to be like kind of parallel and be so prominent coming forward. Like the the festival can't survive without them. But it's also when you've got night and day. Uh, if it happens, say night and day happens again, you've got uh, yeah. good things which takes up so many of those bands. And then yeah, you've got you download as well. Like who if, who knows if fucking download exists anymore? But like let's just say <laughs> it comes around in five years time again. Like that's going to snap up others. And like there's all these bands like. I don't know why, but these bands, I'll use like, I don't know why I'm using like Falling in Reverse, the first band that comes to mind. And it's like, I don't see them playing a Unify. They just don't seem like a Unify band anymore. They've played Download, they've played yeah. Good Things. It almost feels like maybe, I feel like if they were going to play it, they would have played it already. And that I think can be kind of summed up with a few bands because we're starting to really, we've been re recycling international bands like in 2020 i love yeah. i love a lot of that lineup but like knock loose played in a couple of years earlier straight from the path yeah. has played it before you know yeah. it, i think that's going to be an issue architects has played it before it's like unless i don't know if they i don't think they can get the bands like bring me or data remember i don't think data remember would i think if they remember got asked to play i think people would fucking revolt especially after the year that they've had and they'd probably get prom cleaned but like 
it's a weird it's a weird one because internationals are so important but the local stock is what kind of keeps everyone around and like you look at like beyond the valleys and other festivals you look at them and they're like they kind of replenish the same acts every two to three years sometimes they same acts play fucking four years in a row but they still get fucking as many people 40,000 people there they get so many people and it's like I don't know if it's that they're those fans aren't as picky as us because we are a very fickle bunch us heavy music fans but it's like yep. as soon as we start declining or if a lineup's not as good God, we're quick to turn. We are so quick to turn on our own. And it's yeah. such an ugly, it's such an ugly reality of that. And like, I remember when this lineup came out and we, we said this at the time, like, man, these bands are playing and like Unify such a, such a goal, such a goal for every band to play. And this lineup comes out and everyone goes, oh, this is shit house. And like, this is trash. <laughs> and like, yeah. oh, you got to feel bad for these bands. Like who are finally getting a chance to play Unified for the first time, only to be told that their lineup's fucking garbage. It sucks. <laughs> it's yeah, like, trash. Get the fuck out of here. It's hard. Nah, and, it's, well, and it's hard because like you're allowed to have an opinion, but it's like, I think there's a, there's a way you can say it without just saying this lineup's fucking ass. Like I, again, we put, um, we both put the, this year's lineup quite low and, and that's, kind of partially because it hasn't happened yet like that once it happens we'll, we might reassess things but it, yep. it, a lot of it is due, due to the fact like we have constructive criticisms for it other than just saying this lineup's garbage every band who's playing it is dog water oh exactly mate and like you say like the actual when you premise it on what the locals are in comparison to other years like that's probably where it lies for me like i, I look at like we say you, you actual if i rank these on enjoyment maybe a completely yeah, different rank, absolutely in terms of lineups, so like that first lineup, that would be probably my favorite festival that I've been to. But like you say, the the locals there compared to these other two years aren't quite there. But like you say, with the other big festivals too, the thing with our scene, it's a different market. Like our market, you look at Triple J, they're playing songs that play at those festivals twenty four hours a day. Yeah. And we get it we get a two hour slot on a Wednesday for our alternative heavy music and it's like a different market, you know? Like yeah. it's not in the mainstream, which Hurts it, and the appeal, like our appeals, going there to get drunk and get on shit and have a good time, like you know, like the music's just a bonus for us. But at the end of the day, the music's what sells it, and you need the quality of the music. And if it's not there, people aren't going to buy the tickets, Nick. And yeah. that's where you need the the some forty ones of the world to yes. get the sing alongs. Imagine them on a pendulum, Saturday night baby. Let's fight. get them. Oh, pendulum! Like come alive, Nick. What a song! One of the greatest songs of all time, released <laughs> this year. Well, last year, like they'd be great at a year. But, but it is the key Nick, in person. It is very true. Like you kind of say, um, you know, we're kind of like a little subsector of music fans, and it's like a yeah. du- it's a double edged sword because like we want to be bigger, but if we were to be played as much as all the other acts, we'd fucking t- we'd turn on ourselves so quickly. Yeah. God, we're fu- elitist, Nick. God, we're fucking ass. We're like, and this is not just us. Like this is everybody. God, we're like we're so fickle with how we kind of judge our music, and it's like. As the worst as, kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I know. I'm happy to admit that we're the worst kind of people. But it's like, you know, <laughs> if we we talk about wanting bands to get massive, and then as soon as a band gets massive, we turn on them as the first fucking chance we get. Oh. And it's yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just one of those things. And I think that happens probably with, with all genres. But I feel like when mm. you when we're running with a genre that like so few bands do get big, it's like I think we need to be a little bit more lenient on, on these bands. Oh, who are just, sure. But we're just trying to put food in their mouths, Nate. But that's all they're trying exactly. to do. Exactly. Well, they're just Let's, trying to play play the music they like nick you know let's go to the top two nathan um who have you got at number two and we'll see if we got the exact same one and two uh, i got 2019 at number two for me yep. so i've got that at two just and i've obviously got 2017 number one but yeah do you want to want me to talk is that the same that you've got yes. or are you the re- yeah, yeah I, so. I got the same here um i i think um yeah i'll let you have the new ball sorry oh new cherry okay well i think the 2017 top end's better but 2019 the top two bands, Carnival and Eric Tom, I die. How much more can I fuck from a festival week around? Like, <laughs> I honestly, I look at that and I, I like, I'm to die. Like, I, honestly, the other, the other two, Under Oath and Taking Back Sunday, they weren't the appeal for me. But where it actually, the meat and the potatoes were, and the actual, the gems that we found, Nick, were in the under, under lineup. Like, yep. we got in Arts Wake and Trophy Eyes as the sub kind of Aussie headliners underneath the two big ones, and. From there, that's where we we really we, we open up and we go fucking AWOL because we got Turnstile, Nick. We had Walshy Sleep. We had Crossfaith. We had The Plot and You. We had Ocean Grove. We had Stan Atlantic. We had Yours Truly. We had fucking Harm's Way going around in circles, Nick. Even State Champs like Gravemind, Thornhill, Citizen, yeah. Clowns, Ocean Sleeper, Dream oh, yeah. State, Hand of Mercy, Pagan, Wax. 
the actual like the the underbilling of this festival is what nailed it. Like we like under oath and taken back Sunday for many in the scene are important. They've played big roles in people's music and their upbringings, but. Personally, to us, I love one album from Under Oath. I still couldn't name your song other than that album. Like, uh, and Taken Back Sunday, I, I own one album as well, Nick. Yeah. And, you know, like, they weren't the appeal for me, but the the bands underneath it really sold it for me, and they stole the show, especially yeah. Crossfade. Yeah, it really is. It's, the, as you say, it's easily the best undercard, uh, easily the best local lineup. It's insane yeah. how how good this local lineup is. It really is. It's only Yours a, truly was the last band on the, on the Saturday. They played first, Nick, I'm pretty sure, on it's the Saturday. insane. Like, and it's the run. There was just a run on the Saturday that it just went crazy. And, like, there was just <laughs> it was just band after band. I know, again, I've said, I said this at the start, we're trying not to take the experience into it all, but it's really hard to shake the taste of the two headliners. And if I'm mm. being honest, that is the reason why it's not number one, because everything else it nails, you know, the fact that like you have cross faith while she sleeps every time I die and turns off, not only four bands that we both absolutely adore, but four bands who are renowned for being such amazing live acts live and such yeah. must see live acts. Like there just hasn't been a, like there hasn't been a year like this one. And you know, I, I just having like, um, fucking carnival play dude like that was mm. such a left field pick and i loved every second of that set it felt so good and as you say if you took away under roof and every time uh, and taking back sunday and you had Carni- and carnival and every time i die with the headliners maybe i'd mm. be fucking thinking of it differently maybe if they changed yeah. one of those headliners to somebody who i thought was important enough <laughs> it just like it's just so disappointing under oath the sound just did not want to work with them during it and taking back sunday i just think of shit so i just have no issue like i thought they were boring as hell like it just i i felt i found it very um telling that when i i just walked over to see them and i kind of just went to the side of the stage and i could walk up to essentially the front row at a whim 20 minutes into their set because there weren't that many people there. Like there weren't people back. They played at like one in the morning. It was. Yeah. That, that was fucking brutal. Like that's something unifies actually worked out and with their set times that they released, which they will obviously redo for the, 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 uh, the re the redo of the fucking festival, but they've Mm. worked out that, you know, people don't want to be up at 2am watching a fucking band. (laughs) Like it's just too, it's too much. Like, yeah. Like I think you nailed it with everything you said. Like I, I love this lineup so much. And I just think, Again, it's just that sour taste of the headliners on both days that really does hurt the overall experience. As you said, best local lineup by far. Maybe the best set of um, internationals as well. Yeah, there's just, yeah, a lot to love here. Clowns, I thought, were excellent. Stand Atlantic were amazing. Um, I just, every band. I, I fucking loved it all. I really did. I thought it was just a really, like, quality-wise, I don't think, like, besides those headliners, I think it hits every box. Well, underneath trophy eyes on the Saturday is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I, I remember this because my ankle was fucked. So I, yeah. I had to sit. I couldn't even move. So I could barely walk the whole thing. But it was good fun, dude. I, I, I just I can't believe that Saturday. Trophy eyes, state champs, turnstile, citizen, wax, clowns, endless heights, arms way, stand Atlantic, Thornhill, oh. Hagen, grave mine, after touching yours truly is insane. As good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tw- it's like a dozen band run. Like I've just all like Fuck me! Like, I, it's almost too good. I want to spend time at the campsite, Nathan. Can they fucking mm. can they put can they bring tonight alive on during that or what? Uh, Nick and City played on the um, the Friday. Ah, Sorry there you go. That, that was I remember doing <laughs> bulk ketamine that day. It was great. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go number one. Um, Twenty seventeen is. I think it's always been our favorite lineup. Um, again, mm. you know, not my favorite experience or whatever. Like, if, as you said, if you if we were going to rank it during, like in terms of our favorite time at these festivals, I think. Our lineups, our rankings would be completely different. I this one to me, there's something about it where like I'll say a couple of things. I think that the headliners they knocked out of the park. I think it's the best run of headliners they've ever done. Uh, they they hit every aspect here. Alexis on Fire was the throwback act. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that they were fantastic. I'm not even an Alexis on Fire fan, but they were great. Like that that fucking festival. Violent Soho were appealing to a more an alternative market, and they were like they're such a great party festival band. They're like what's not to love? And then Northlane were being kind of elevated from their last time they played a couple of years ago. They had such a great set. Closed out the Friday night. So you had the metalcore staple, the alternative act, and the throwback. It just, to me, was such a great way to kick things off. And, of course, 
You had fucking every time I die, let live, mm. and counterparts. Mm. Like, such mm. a three combo. This is the last time we got Diada's Murder and D's Nuts playing Unify. Neither of them mm. have played since. And, bo- like... You know, Prom Queen played even, Nick. Prom Queen fucking played. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Prom Queen being on the 2019 lineup and being kicked off. Nah, like, fucking, what a blessing. But, like, what a blessing that was <laughs> for us. Me. It was insane. <laughs> they fucking got every time I die. Thank you very much. Sorry, for, oh. sorry, Crafty. Head's too fucking fat. Um, <laughs> uh, House vs. Hurricane were a great reunion band. Uh, I And, like, when you think of, like, the best sets uh, in Unify history, like, I, I always look to, like, that trophy I set. And I always look to that first Polaris set in 2017, more so than 2018. I actually enjoyed it more. Uh, uh, this is a time where Ocean Grove, I think, had the Rhapsody tapes out and they were playing off that. There was so much hype there. You had just, I think Justice for the Dam played this one as well. You had fucking Bare Bones playing, Nathan. I love Bare Bones. What a great band. Mm, mm, Nick, well, look down the bottom. Well, Ocean Sleeper, first up. Oh, greatest band of all time, me. Justice for the Dam, second last. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Drown, yeah, Burns. Drown the City of Plain. Um, Drown the City, yeah. <laughs> God, Polaris, they play every fucking year. <laughs> Ocean Grove, Savior, Trophy Eyes, fucking King Parrot played. Yeah, King Parrot King, played. King fucking Parrot played. Like, that was when like, Moose, Blood were, Moose Blood, sorry, were a good get. Yeah. Storm the Sky, we didn't really think a lot of. But Luca Brasi, great alternative, like, to go with Violent Soho. That was a really good get. Even yeah. the getaway plan at this stage, I didn't hate as much. But yeah, Alexis, every time I die, so hard, North Lane, let live, counterparts. What more can you say? It's and Trophy Eyes were on the up. They were off Chemical Miracle yeah. at this stage. So like they were just ready to blow up and yeah, it was an awesome time. There's Great that, festival. There's that um that iconic video of the um everyone singing chlorine when uh with the camera on the stage and just how fucking loud. You would have thought that the crowd it was in a tent, because like the the way the sound was bouncing around, you'd think like, oh, it's it's obviously being like in a tent, going up, and it's just kind of hanging together. Where no, it's just an outdoor stay, uh, outdoor festival, and they're just that fucking loud that it's coming through that good. Like it was, it was. Could awesome. you see me in the video? Was I in the video? Yeah, I did see your dumb head. No. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, I, I really do. I, some people do like criticize this lineup and say this is when all like the normies came in. And they're like, idiots. Look, I, I yeah, I think they're idiots too. I, I, I guess there's I more normies. The year before, Nick, there was more normies the year before with the pop punk band. Yeah, true. And there was probably more normies the year after with all, like, the mass, because it was probably the biggest lineup with Parkway, Amity, and Architects. Probably more normies at that one than any of them, really. Well, all the old, like, the oldies came back for that with the Parkway Horizon set. Like, that was a real old school. That was sick. That was the, dude, that sold it literally by itself. (laughs) You didn't really need it. Then, like, you had Amity and Architects just to, like, support. Yeah. Like, it wasn't wasn't too bad. But like you say, like, 2017 is the best by miles. I don't care. It is. and CJ, Nick, CJ came back. Yeah, and, and if you look at the uh, UNF, UNFG uh, Unified video, sorry, that's still the most viewed video by a fucking length of the straight. Like, it's insane. I'm pretty I sure. I watch it daily, Nick. I watch it daily. <laughs> I watch it daily. Nick, I don't remember it. Nick, you, you got to bear with me when I actually review these lineups. I don't remember anything, Nick. I don't know if it's because I've had a million beers at each lineup, but yeah. I barely remember anything from these festivals. So... Going back and looking at the lineups, this is purely just on the lineups and the vague memory yeah. that I have. Absolutely, with these rankings. So, do you think? Like, yeah, see, do you, oh, yeah. Do you think people like when? Um, yeah, how I said before, and I was like, you know, some people say this is like when all the normies came. Like we really do handicap ourselves as a scene, don't we? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like it only like we don't have forty thousand people going off. Yeah, like we we'll, we'll never have that. Like we really no. will, because like people, as soon as like norm like normies come, like people go, oh, I don't want to go to this festival anymore. It's it's ruined the vibe of it, and it's like, well, fuck, that's how <sighs> festivals elitist. grow. There's only so many. There's only so many people in the sea. There's only so many people who who are on the silly goose club. I think it's like one point four k, and like one point four k is a lot of people. But if every one of them goes to unify, that's a pretty shit festival. We need the normies to come into it to push it to bigger heights. Uh, we do, mate. And do we get a final count for what night and day had? Was it five thousand? Like I don't know what I, it was. Yeah, but... no idea. I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to take anyone's opinion as fact because I know how these numbers get fucking bloated up so quickly. Well, Standing like when we stood in the um actual crowd itself, it didn't feel that big. But when you look at the photos, like yeah, I, I don't know whether the photos do like justice. Like they make it look so much bigger than what it was. Like I, I don't know, maybe we're just silly bastards and we're old. But yeah, good good time. I saw people. I saw someone. I can't remember who it was saying there was like seven thousand people there, and like I don't think that that's true. I think that was. I don't think seven thousand's right. That sounds uh, it sounds a bit excessive. Well, day one felt huge. Day yeah. one felt a lot busier than day two, put it that way. So whether they sold more tickets for day one, which I find bizarre because day two had the best lineup by miles, I'm not sure. But like, yeah. 
yeah, it's it's all strange, man. It's all strange. It's good, but I'm like, I tell you what, yeah, with this line, with Unify coming out and with this lineup, you mentioned it before, like this could be a really good thing for the festival. Um, I want to ask a couple of things. First of all, like, you know, if Alpha Wolf are out and let's say three to four other bands are out, who do you want to see come in? Like, lot, like realistically speaking, who do you think could come in that could actually make a dent and actually kind of like, you know, make up for the fact that these bands aren't there anymore? Well, I think In Arts Wake's the obvious one to sell tickets if they want to go there. Because, like, they literally, they have their tour around when the Unified time was. They have it in Jan going on right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was inspired of Unified. <laughs> to like, say, oh, we're going to fucking do our own thing. But, like, now that opens up them. They're a band that they could come on. But, like, I posted the other day, I really wanted Justice to come on. But they're playing the Polaris tour. They're obviously doing full tilt. They're a band that I'd love to see. But, like, they're, they're the kind of bands that I'd like to see jump over. But... It's very hard, like uh, Unify willing to spend money, and like the other thing with the internationals, Nick. Yeah, they've run out of UNFD bands that they got signed. Like, like they distribute their albums in Australia. They've run out of those bands. That's why they don't have a variety of bands because they don't branch out of that little circle of bands. The architects and the trades of the world. Yeah. So that's something else that they need to do going forward. But they've, I don't know where they can go. It's going to be very interesting what they do. They've literally signed bands. I swear to fuck, just to put them on the lineup, like Silverstein, oh, Dreamstate, <laughs> Dreamstate, Silverstein. I'm surprised Limbs didn't get put on one year because it yeah. just felt like they were just being signed for the sake of being put on the festival. It's a weird. They're thing. the only one left, Nick. I will say, actually, I'll, I'll comment on this um, because it, it was a bit of a hot topic for a tiny bit um, during the week, and people were talking about like refunds and whether or not they can. You know, get a get their money back if they can't attend the second date of like the March 10th through 13th, and like a lot of people were saying that when like I don't we uh, didn't buy tickets, so I, I'm just kind of taking words, but I saw some screenshots, so I feel like this is real. Um, when you were buying tickets, you got sent to a different screen that said, "Hey, by purchasing this ticket, uh, you are essentially saying, hey, you're I'm I am saying that I'm allowed to attend. Yeah, yeah, you're you're attending both the first and the second day if that is to be the case, and everyone was kind of going, well, they've said it and all that." And I kind of straight away called a bit of bullshit because to me, as soon as you start changing the lineup, I feel like that becomes, you know, the whole like you've purchased it for both dates kind of becomes void because you're not promoting the same fucking product as what you were like two Mm. months ago. And then Mm. um, I saw Jace did a bit of Nancy Drew work and worked out that if you essentially, if if the... (laughs) Did he go to the Constitution or something? What did he go to? I I don't know. He contacted whoever plays Nancy Drew and worked it out. Who plays a fucking... (laughs) That's a great movie too. Um, But like, and then worked out essentially, if you change the date, like you are, it doesn't matter what the fuck they say, you can get your money back. So like, if you are struggling and you can't make this date, like... If you kick up enough of a fuss about it as much as... And this isn't... I'm not blaming Unify for this either because, you know, you've got to make your money and this... Like, everybody's been complaining about how fucked the scene is. Unify is part of that scene. Like, as much as some yep. people... Like, it is a bigger part of the scene. It's a bigger festival compared to, like, these local shows. But it's still yep. part of it. So, like, everyone's trying to eat. Everyone's trying to, like, w- get their money. Which they should be doing. Exactly. So, like, yeah, like, I don't blame Unify for that. But, like, if you are, if you want to kick up a fuss and, you know, get the, uh, and you can't go because you're in the, like, you're traveling over the UK or doing, going to Coachella or something, I don't know, uh, then we'll be, uh, yeah, I feel like you'll be able to get your, t- your money back. Oh, for sure, mate. I think there's always going to be a way. Like, obviously, Unify aren't going to want to really alienate the, the people that have spent the money already to a degree, like, even more than what they probably have. Like, it's been bad enough to cancel it, which is really unfortunate. But, you're not going to want to piss off your punters even worse than what it is. Like, I think you got to look after your people and that's the only way to move forward, mate. If you don't look after the people, they're not going to come back. The same with bands. If you don't look after your supporters and people that pay the money to see you, why would you go back? Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, that's just how it is, mate. You got to look after the people that pay your way and pay you to actually keep your job in the scene. So like, uh, I think people will, if they need to, and the circumstances are there, they will get their money back. It, and if they don't dude, Unify won't be around in another couple of years. Simple as that. If, if you, this is just something I just thought off the top of my head, Navin, so I'm just thinking out loud, Ed Sheeran style. Um, if next year came, comes around, right. And they get a few international acts and no headliners or anything like that. And it's a pretty good lineup, pretty standard stuff for Unify. And then they went, Okay, but the fir- the Friday headline is Pendulum and the Saturday headline is Carnival. Do you think they'd get backlash or do you think they'd sell more tickets? 
Oh, they get backlash. Hundred oh, percent. Fuck the like, fans, man. Yeah, I, I I know they're all idiots. I, I know. I'm just telling you, the people, the simps, the normies, whatever you want to call them, they would come at them with pitchforks, Nick. They don't have the taste that we do. They don't understand the greatness of pendulum. You know, they don't get it. Dude. They don't. They just don't know. All Why I want see the Christmas. island after a couple of vodka Red Bulls or a couple of John Florian teenies. <laughs> Nick, they love it. That's what they would love. They'd be there for it, but. If they don't get a day to remember for the next one, they uh, no. honestly, I, I think they're more that the, they're the most chance to ever play that they have been at the level they're at because they're not the fucking yeah. household name they were five years ago. So if they're ever going to get them, it's probably going to be next year. But it's also that that risks getting a lot of backlash after the year that they've had. Like they've had a few allegations yeah, go their way, and I think it, oh, true, especially, bloke. Yeah. especially after the prong queen stuff, I think it'd be it wouldn't be in their best interest to. Yeah, I I, I wonder how much the prong queen stuff has affected getting any of these bands back like oh, I, D's Nuts aren't going to come back we, yeah we yeah we've been saying it since day dot that like um that D's Nuts probably won't come back I don't know ever hopefully they do because D's Nuts are such Oof. a great act and are a huge reason why I think 2017 is the best lineup because it's it is the last one to have both D's Nuts and Die Art Die Art mm. did the bible burning and I don't know if that's like the fire they kind of broke the fire band stuff or whatever I don't know if that's oh, yeah. it, that has anything to do with why they haven't come back I would assume it is just because mm. it's been a, a stupid amount of time that we haven't had Die Art and like any logical sense would say that they'd be back at least a couple of years later because that not only do they draw tickets but they're such a consistently great live band oh, exactly dude so it'll be very interesting to see where they go yeah, who knows we might have to get a we might have to start from a fucking from scratch again with the new festival because like you say the mistakes that Unify do make, people can learn from and go with a different route. Like, you know, like who knows what's going to happen. I, I personally think it'll always be around, but yeah, yeah be interesting to see. And like, they're not going to, it's probably not going to grow. We thought it was always going to get bigger each year, but like it really hasn't done that. It's kind of stayed at the same level. It's not pro, kind of regress. Yeah. Not to shout so. out Polaris. But <laughs> like, uh, uh, that's, that's the thing, mate. We'll see. We'll see how, what the, um, the turnouts are like in March and hopefully people turn up and enjoy themselves. Cause all it's about mate it doesn't really matter who plays at unify you're going with your mates you're going there to enjoy yourselves and the bands are the bonus like you support the bands you buy the t-shirts buy the the vinyls nick i still don't have a vinyl player but you do all that that's that's how you support the bands mate yeah get there and have some fun so that's what it's all about yeah i worry i worry unify won't be around in five years i really i Uh, i I think i think it's gonna be a struggle like just the way the, the way the market is now how saturated it is if fucking night and day sticks around which we don't think it will but just say it does like it's just another co- another competitor for them. It's UNF- UNFD has been copping a bad rap this past year, and you know, I I'm not really here to comment if it's rightful and right or not to be critical. I think they've done some stupid shit, but like, haven't we all, Nathan? I've done some silly stuff in my time. I drank oh, we're too, all gooses. too many, as you said, too many John Florentinis at night and day. <laughs> Nick, you did, and you gave him COVID, so you made him bedridden. <laughs> he gave me COVID. Didn't you hear he him? Did didn't COVID. you hear him on stage? He clearly gave me COVID. <laughs> yeah, he reckons he had to isolate. He reckons he didn't have it. Of course, he fucking had it. He gave it to us, that filthy fiend. But uh, <laughs> we will, we will, we'll get that. We'll get that that beautiful man on one day, and we'll hopefully get a, another um, alcoholic beverage sponsor. We can share a couple of those, and maybe we'll make the Florentini our own thing, Nick. Because like I have Antini. In like my mum's maiden name, so maybe we can like there go into go. businessman Johnny Boy. So who knows? I love it. Let's let's talk quickly about some new music and uh, like there's been like you know it is January. December's always a pretty the Lion de- King dead month. The Lion King, Nick. The Lion King. The Lion King. Who's the Lion King? Nick, figure it out. Come on, where where where, where Ma- are they? Um, Mason they... from Pride Lands. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Well, Pride Lands, Nick, that's where they reside in the Lion King, in the Pride Lands, Nick. That's where we start. Talk to me about it. Talk to me about it. What's the album called? Light Bends? Yeah, Light Bends. Which Not is, even the Light Bends, just Light Bends. Which is clearly a reference to uh, Angelina Jolie's role in Wanted, um, Bending the Bullets, Nathan, mm. I would say. What a great movie that was. <laughs> that's a fracking movie. That's a weird reference, oh. uh, even for mm. me. Uh, I quite enjoy this uh, album, actually. I Look, I... Sometimes I think January albums are going to be kind of like January movies where they kind of like the movies that aren't good enough for a Boxing Day release. So they can't, they get pushed back to January, which essentially is saying it's going to be fucking garbage. But mm. I, I've been hearing good things about this album for a while. People who have heard it have been telling me like this is going to be fucking awesome. And I think it's pretty fucking awesome. Mm, 100% mate I'm, I'm really with you on that because I look at it so 11 songs 46 minutes I'm thinking this could go either way but yeah. signed to signed to Resistance Sharp Tone so they did that last year it felt like an eternity ago when they actually did that Nick but to now get this album out they've worked really hard like clearly like 
haven't really heard much from them musically and live-wise over the last couple of years. But when they released The Walls, we really enjoyed that song. We like They've done a really good job on those releases. Like Liam does a great job on the guitars here. Um, Josh, the, the clean guy, and Mason really feed off each other nicely throughout the album. The album flows really well, Nick. I really enjoy yeah. that part of it. DJ on bass has his moments. And then Joe, I thought he was the standout with the drums work. I thought that was awesome. They actually showed a track on their Facebook during the week, like doing the drum tracking and stuff. And it was just out in the middle of nowhere. And it just was awesome to watch that. And I really enjoyed that. But did you have a couple of favorite songs? I had a couple. I had the, the, the Closer. I thought that was really good. The Sun yep. Will Find Us. Absolutely. I thought Antip- Antipathy, the Woo! new single, was really, really good. That slaps. Yeah. And then I quite like Translucent Blues. I thought that was really catchy. And I thought that was really, really yep. enjoyable to listen to. But like... Heavy Tongue made the 100. We knew that was going to be a really good song. Nick, I really didn't like The Walls that much when it came out. I love that track now. I think that's yeah. a fantastic song. I thought it's really good. The third single doesn't really hit there for me. There's a couple of little laggy bits, but it's an enjoyable listen, Nick. You're never going to enjoy every song on an album. Like, uh, fucking, I challenge anyone to find a, an album that they like every song. There's yeah. always going to be parts that you don't like, parts that lag, whatever. But, like, uh, I really think they've done a great job. Nick, they've evolved too. They're not just a metalcore band now. They've, they've got electronic sounds in there. They've got rock sounds, alt rock sounds. They've always had different vibes, but they've done it. They've it, actually nailed this album and everyone's got to play a really good part. Yeah, even if I didn't like this album, I'd probably say I like this album because I just like the idea that... We love the boys. No, they've just yeah. shot They've shot for the stars. Like, they've really gone yeah, for they it. Have. Like they Like, as you say, this isn't just a metalcore album. And I, no. I, I've heard this saying said a few a few times about this album, like, you know, it's something for everyone. And, like, I think that statement can be thrown out a, a few t- a bit too flippantly sometimes. But I think this in this occasion, I think I kind of agree. The, the only, like, negative I would say about it is, as you say, there are a couple of bits that lag. And I think, like... Sometimes they do do a bit of that formula of like Josh does the cleans for the first two thirds and then Mason the comes in bits, and Mason yeah. comes in for the last third kind of thing and that mm. that kind of structure kind of gets used a little bit maybe a little bit too much but I, I look I, honestly man like first albums are always really tough to do and like they really can go either way a lot of the times they can be the best album a band releases because they've got the most ideas sometimes too many ideas can be put in front and it can get really messy i think they found yeah. a really good balance here this isn't the mortal coil like this isn't going to be an album that we're saying is an absolute classic in five years time but this is a no. really good launching pad for a band yes. who Look, honestly, I always think Pride Lands are broken up because they just don't do anything for a long time. No. So, like They just go through these periods where they're not playing any shows and obviously no one's been able to play shows. But the, even when the shows were around, like they kind of, they very sporadic and they kind of, it's almost like they don't do anything for six months and then they come together and write for three and then they put something out and do a couple of shows and then go back into hibernation, which is okay. <laughs> but I think they need yeah. to, I think they need to get a little bit more active and a bit more, yeah, a bit more proactive going forward. Well, I think now that this is out, they've got the chance to do that. So if ever we're going to see them jump on a bunch of bit like tours and bills and potentially get overseas, like they've got a chance now. They got they're signed to two different labels, two big labels. Like they're not little labels. If they're going to back Pride Lands and they want to do it, they'll put the work in. And I I really hope they do because like we we thought a couple of years ago when Josh ended up like quitting playing bass and becoming the clean guy full time, we're like, is this going to work with the two intertwined vocalists and They've done a great job. They found that fit. They found the right mix. Uh, say, I've, the, the last words that I've written here, there's something for everyone on here. <laughs> the album cover, Nick, it's visual, it's beautiful, it's blue, and I fucking love that. It's yeah. simple. It's just simplistic. It's just like an eyeball, but it ain't the all-seeing eye from fucking Lord of the Rings, Nick. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not a red eye. It's not a demon eye. It's, it's a bloody blue eye, so I like that. I've uh, got blue eyes. It's like the blue-eyed dragon from Digi- Digimon, babe, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Digimon! Digimon! Blue-eyed white dragon. <laughs> It's a blue-eyed white dragon, Nick. Digimon. I like Digimon better anyway. And yeah, and like it's cool that the vinyl, uh, the variants kind of look like the album cover. It's quite nice. I like them. Um, Now, if I want to talk about Hindsight's new uh, song real quick, uh, Low Hanging Fruit. Hindsight, again, kind of like Pride Lands, I swear to God. Like they just don't, like they won't do anything and then they'll put something out. I remember they had, was it the Frozone layer a a couple of years ago? I swear that was a thing. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different band completely, but yeah, they're, they're a weird band where they don't do anything and now they've released this song and it's a fucking bop. Oh, Nick, it's a definite bop. I, I really love this band. And like you say, it's been a long time between drinks. This was actually almost as long a wait as Wind Waker was between fucking drinks there, Nick. <laughs> so as you say, 20, 2018, the, the Frozone layer came out, made the 100. And Crazy. I'm not going to shit on these guys for that because they didn't ruin a Britney Spears song for the rest of my life. Ah, so nice. I, I, I quite like these guys, Nick. And 240 Minutes, Melodic Hardcore, it's a genre, subgenre that we really like. And I think our scene's better having bands like Hindsight around and back in the game because... 
they do release good music and low hanging fruit to crack a name for a jam. Absolutely. And the last one I want to touch on, Nath, uh, is Stand Atlantic. They have a song called Pity Party featuring Royal and the Serpent. Um, I don't know. I always say this about Stand Atlantic. I think Stand Atlantic might have the best hook game in the scene. Like every time, every hook that they fucking put out, I'm always impressed by it. And I, I really just want to see this band live. I don't know why. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Stand Atlantic live, like actually knowing their songs. I've kind of caught them at a festival or two, probably that Unify. But like they're a band, I, I want to go see a headliner because I know they're just going to put on a good, a good show. A hundred percent, mate. And they are a band that's really like exciting too. I, I've seen a, I remember 2019, I actually knew their album going into that a little bit. And I sat there in my little Gandalf seat that I had, Nick, and I enjoyed the show. But like you say, you need to be up in the action. You need to be out near the soundboard either or actually in the pit having fun. And they're a pop punk band, Nick. I reckon they're almost the best in the game right now. Like, fuck yeah. the Adata Members of the World. Fuck the, the – actually, no. Between the Buried and Me, is that the band that had that um, supervillain song? I think it came out a couple of months ago. at an album. That was actually pretty good. But San <laughs> Atlantic are better. Like, they're better. It's a great video. Like you say, the hook, like that's the thing. If you don't have a good hook in a, as a pop punk band, you're never going to get anywhere. And they have a great knack at the minute for writing killer hooks. So we love that. They had the best feature of the year last year with Nothing Nowhere. And now they've popped up with another one. Nick, I have no idea who Royal and the Serpents were until I heard this song, but they've got like 130 million streams on one of their songs. So oh, wow. like, it's, it's a massive get, dude. And like, they've got millions of streams. Check that out on Spotify. That's crazy. Dif- yeah, dude, it's massive. And like you say, they've actually... Got a really cool announcement, Nick Brown. I was going to leave it for a quiz, but they got a new album coming out on May 6th yes. called Fear. So fuck everything and run. So is that like what that it stands is. for? Yeah, that's what they've fuck written. Fuck yeah, F.E.A.R. Reminds me of a little bit of the Papa Roach game. Remember they had a couple yes. of those back in the day? Destroy Everything and Rise. Uh, I don't know what that stands for on the top of my head, but get around that. But dude, <laughs> that's that's one of the add to the list of the, the, the bands in releases of 2022 that are going to be really cool so we've got pride lands this week and yeah we had a couple of other bands release albums but like this, this is one that we're looking forward to so yeah what do you think of the under oath album i didn't listen to it did you get a chance oh i got it written here yeah so funny bear nick like i say divide the great line one of my favorite albums growing up when i was 18 bought it straight away got it in the car and loved it and didn't really branch off and go anywhere with them like they released an album a couple of years ago off the top of my head i've forgotten the name of it but like I really am not an Under Oath fan, Nick. Like, I, I know they've got a huge appeal in market, but the album's good. Like, the, the Ghost Man feature's really good on Cycle. Like, they've released That's about cool, five yeah. different singles, Nick. So, like, they, they ripped off a fucking Linkin Park song, which I told you about in the quiz, which I didn't really <laughs> like. But, like, they're, they're a weird band. Numb was a really, like, that was the song. But Pneumonia was decent. Hallelujah. Damn Excuses is a really good song. They're a weird band though, Nick. Like, they've been around for 20 years now. So, like, are they getting bigger? Or, like, what are they doing? Like, are they trying to rehash a career that was better off in the mid to early 2000s? Like, I, I don't know where they're at. Like, it's decent. It's a de- like, you're going to enjoy it. If you like Under Oath, you'll enjoy it. But it's not going to be a top 10 album for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And lastly, I just want to shout out uh, The Wandering had a song called A Beautiful Agony, which I really like. They had a song, Salt in the Wound, a couple of years ago. Oh, Salt of the Earth, sorry. Salt of the Earth in 2020. And I that made a really high spot now, 100, and for good reason. They're a really cool band. I'm not a huge deathcore guy, but this is, I don't know what it is. These guys really, I'm interested by these guys. And every time they release something, I'm kind of wanting to see what happens. Yeah, well, definitely do. Because I've actually I'll popped that in the... Um... The Backbone Takeover 22 Spotify playlist. I've got that up and running, Nick Brown, as we always do each year. But yep. like you say, a couple of other ones. Killing Room by Vane was really good. Yeah. Demorphous Display by Lowe. That's a fucking banger. Zombified by Falling in Reverse. Yeah. Live Seal dropped Otis. Like, there's been a bunch of really cool songs that have popped up. And I did not that, like that. I didn't like that Falling in Reverse song. I don't know what it oh, was. Oh, Zombified, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's the first... What's that? The first one in three years they've released? Yeah, and, and like, we've been kind of on those Falling in Reverse tracks. And maybe... I don't know. It's some, some, I, just the idea when bands, like, get really, like, ang- like angry about being cancelled. Like, I don't know. Something about being oh, yeah. singing about it. It just makes it... It just comes... It doesn't come across right. It always comes across kind of cringe to me. Like, I never really... I don't know. Something about they're canceling, canceling you. Like that's part of the. That's, I swear that's a fucking vocal line from the song. It's stupid. Um, Nate, let's right. go to a quiz and get out of here, man. Um, what do you got today? Oh, what don't I have? Is the fucking question there, you silly bastard, Nick? Oh, Nick. Yes. You got to get six. That's that's your it's your task. You've only got eight questions today. Oh, Question one: True or false? Refused to release seven albums so far. Um, I'm gonna say false. Correct. They've only released five. That's a great get by you first, Nick Brown. One out of one. Two. Yep. 
Who are the three bands supporting Wind Waker on their upcoming beautiful tour, Fuck. which is obviously named after me, Nick Brown? Um, do I? Uh, it's confirmed by Will King, by the way. It's named after me. The good fuck you. Uh, the gloom in the corner are one of them. Oh yes. A Banks Arcade, one of them. Ah uh, yes. The third one's gonna fuck me. Um, think of the band that our um Bo McKee used to play in. Uh, yeah, I can't even fuck closure in Moscow. Closure. The, Is it closure? Yes. Yeah. Good boy, Nick. Yeah, that's that's go. the clue I'm giving you. Two out of two, three. Who features on Landmark's new truck, Death? Was it A, Sam Carter, B, Landon Chewers, D, Aaron Stringer, or C, Drew York? Oh, I kind of want it to be Drew York, but I don't think it's Aaron. Aaron sounds a bit, it just sounds like a weird one to me. Um, I'm going to go Drew York just because I think it'd be, that'd be a cool collab. I haven't heard the song yet, so. Well, you should, Nick. Go on the, um, the, the Backbone Takeover Spotify playlist and you'll see it right there because. I'm all over the game because it's a fucking banger. Nick, four. Wait, it is Drew what York? Song? <laughs> it is Drew York, so you're three for three. Four. What song has more views on YouTube? Is it A Day to Remember Paranoia or A Day to Remember Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End? Oh, you better not tell me it's Paranoia. It's got to be oh, Mr. Highway, right? That's a great answer, Nick Brown, because you're wrong. I'm sorry, Nick. It's Paranoia. Oh. Six, 16 million to 15 million. It's a fucking blasphemous day. You're three out of four. I'm so sorry. I'm, I hate myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Brown, five. five. What was the song name of Alt's new song? Was it A, Chasing Safety, B, Smoke Signals, C, Life Like This, or D, Nothing With You? Um, Smoke Signals kind of rang a bell, but I, I don't... Wait, who's the band? Alt? I'm sorry, it's actually Afterthought. I wrote the wrong band, but it's Afterthought, Nick Brown. What's the song? Uh... Now, that's changed everything. Um, oh, it has. <laughs> it's changed it for me, too. Um, I'm going to go Smoke Signals. It's a great guess, because it's actually an alt song. I wrote the three, <laughs> three songs from the fucking old EP, Nick. <laughs> the one song from Afterthought, though, C, Life Like This. I'm Damn sorry. it, you bastard. I'm such an arsehole. But Nick, six, what song has more streams on Spotify while she sleeps four walls versus antisocial? Um, antisocial. Which one's antisocial? That's on. Okay. Oh, so what? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, it has to be four walls, doesn't it? It was. A, it was like a big single. So was antisocial. I'm gonna go four walls. That's a great guess, Nick Brown. Unfortunately, it's wrong. No. No, it's correct. Fake. Fuck you. God. Sixteen point three billion and. Andy Social's 15.9, so quite close there. Great guess by you. So you're on four, so you need the last two to be correct, Nick Brown. Now, Nick, come on. What came first? I killed the prom queen, music for the recently deceased, or Parkway Drive, killing with a smile? Man, I don't know any of uh, music for the recently deceased. <laughs> Fuck. I don't even know what years they would have come out. Um, Like mid-2000s? One like... was 2005 and one was 2006. Okay, okay, that makes it easier for me. Um, <laughs> it doesn't at all. Flipping a coin. Well, Nick, heads, when, when heads did, Parkway. Go, go back and think of when Horizons was released. 2007, I believe. Well, there you go. So when would Killing with a Smile have come out? 2001. I'm locking it in. <laughs> no, uh, 2005, Killing with a Smile, it came first. Correct, Nick Brown. You got that right. Well done. September 9, 2005 to July 31, 2006. So good little question there, Nick Brown. Last one. Yep. This is real. This is real tough. I, I I definitely would not get this right, but I reckon you might. Eight. Yep. What band dropped the album "Oh What the Future Holds" during the week? Was it A. Fit Fit for an Autopsy, B. Enterprise Earth, C. Shadow of Intent, or D. Under Oath? Hmm. Um. I'll take I'll take Under Oath out because their album was Voyeurist. We just spoke about it. I was gonna say Shadow of Intent. It's just. It's a fucking deathcore band, isn't it? Tell me. Well, I, Nick, I told you before the, the, the show, I didn't listen to any of those albums. I listened to a bit of a fit for an autopsy one. I'm going, Nick, fit, I'm I'm going fit for an autopsy. I'm going to... That's because it's correct. Yes! That's <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in. You did well. You've passed the first quiz of the year. Correct. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm the You've best. done very well. I'm the best. Oh, yeah. I was going to give you one more about Nikki from Blood Command, ex-Pagan. They actually released a new song called Nuns, Guns, and Cowboys, which sounds like the greatest song <laughs> of all time. What, so, a, what a title. Yeah, I was going to throw that in there, but I just want to shout that out just anyway. That's fucking awesome. Is it a good song? Have you heard it? 
Yeah, no, she sounds really good. She's yeah. got a real, she sounds real high, on, like in her clean. So she's done a good job. She sounds stoned. Oh, that's not very good. Um, hopefully, well, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great movie on Brian Jones, mate. Ah, very nice. Uh, good shit, Dave. We'll be back what next week? I don't know. And uh, hopefully, we get some more information about the Unify stuff. Hopefully, we. When do you reckon we will actually get the uh, the new bands introduced? Do you reckon it will be like a month away, or do you reckon it's going to be like yeah, really it'll, soon? It'll take a month. I reckon everything will hopefully die down in the next couple of weeks with the. The case numbers, people going back to work and getting back to normality. So I reckon give it another couple of weeks at least and probably mid, mid-Feb. I reckon mid-Feb we'll get an announcement and we'll go from there. I love it. I love you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, cheers. Pity party. Pity party, baby. <laughs>